Welcome to the Hibernian Tales! We are here tonight with the undead, the dead... It's hard to tell what happened at the end of the last episode, but with Chris Stair and his, uh... Ally? Does that sound right? Lovely band of misfits. What band of misfits? There's only one. It's Gripshank. Gripshank's not your ally. Well, anyway, we are here with the Chris Stair guys. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Christopher, and I play Chris Dare. My name's Mason, and I'll be playing Gripshank. Alrighty, fantastic. Welcome to the Everblack, guys. Because at the end of last episode, what you guys at home don't know is that... Well, you guys do know, Chris Dare died. It was a TPK against that race. We get it. The Wraith was a bastard. He died too, in all fairness. But the Spectres did end up killing Chris Dare and everyone except Gripshank, actually. <laughs> but Gripshank did manage to, at the very last second, get from the Everblack after dropping just off. He managed to get from hell back to the material plane, grab Chris Dare as he was falling, and warp you guys back to the same place as Justa, or so he thinks. To find that out, let's do some dice rolls, y'all. Let's go ahead and, uh, Mason, let's go ahead and do a roll for Gripshank's accuracy on where Justa ended up. You want a flat D20? Actually, no. Let's do a or D100. Like intelligence. Let's do a D100. What? There's a lot of places she could end up. The underused and underappreciated D100. Okay. Uh, just, uh, okay. 35. A 35. Now. 35. As a follow-up to that, when you went back and grabbed Chris Stare, let's see how accurate mm -hmm. you were on your way back down. Oh, Did you, you end up in the same fucking spot twice in a row? <sighs> okay, so Christine and Gribshank will definitely be back together, but alright. Yep, just <laughs> yeah, may not be didn't want me to That's why you didn't want me to roll a 20, alright. Yep. Bro. What? <laughs> I rolled another 35, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the odds of that, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. That's not even one in a hundred. That's yeah, like one in ten thousand. Yeah. Something like it. It's fucking high as shit. Alright. Oh, yeah. Now, before I get too much it's further... It's just meant to be. The dice have spoken. The dice have spoken. The dice do tell their own story, don't they? Mm-hmm. We're just victims of the dice's story. No, no. We benefit. We're the audience. We're the gracious audience. We're the interactive audience. The audience is the audience. I beg to differ on that one. <laughs> yeah. Says so, so the guy who got crit last time. I was about to say, you still salty about that crit there, Chris? Who wouldn't be salty about that crit last time? Mason. <laughs> Mason would not have been salty. But anyway, you guys are all in the same spot. Gripshank, Chris Dare, and Justa are all in the same spot. Now... I'm going to have Chris Stare. On your way 
down, and on just as way down, the ever black read your soul. Whoa. Roll a d10 for me to see where you end up. That's going to be a five. A five. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You will find out what that five is before the end of the episode, guys. <laughs> I like the smile. <laughs> uh, yes. That was a mischievous DM smile if I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll find out what that five means later. However, before we get to what happened to Chris Dare and Gripshank and Justa, let me describe the Everblack for you. A little bit of back backstory. You guys want some backstory on the Everblack? Absolutely. I would love it. All right. A little bit of bullshittery about hell here, guys. Hell, Everblack, same concept for this world. So the Everblack is, of course, this world's version of hell. It's a very dark plane, very well lit. You would think it was daylight levels lit, but things appear very muted. Like, let's say you're looking at a bright fire red fire truck, right? It would appear a grayscale with a red tint. So everything's still color, but it's very heavily grayscaled. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so it's very dark here, but it's not shadowy dark. That would be the plane of shadows. Okay. Plane of Shadows, you can't see super far. Here, you can see your normal distance. You don't need dark vision to see. It just all appears very muted and drab. There are fires. There are flames. Any flames that you do see that look muted, those are the like natural torches. But you see these supernatural in appearance flames. They're actually flame color. Actually, no. Flame degree of color, but they're purple. So it's this, like, bright purple flame ambiance type of deal. Now, Gripshank knows all about this. This is Gripshank's home. But for the last, give or take, around twenty six to 30,000 years, no one has been here. No one has ever come to the Everblack in the last roughly 30,000 years. Since before a time, uh, Chris Dare, you would know of this event called the Decimation. The Decimation, or some people refer to it as the Desertion. It's where the gods eliminated some unknown power. No one knows what it was, but they eliminated some unknown power by sealing off hell. What you guys on the material plane call hell seals it off. The Everblack is this muted plane of chaos. If you had to think of a plane of chaos, this is that. So, the Everblack is controlled by archdemons. All of its denizens are demons. There are nine tiers of demons. Tier 1 through 9, of course. Right? Make it easy. But the tier 9 demons are classified as archdemons. These archdemons, such as the Master, 
own territory within the Everblack. This territory is ever-changing and ever-fluctuating. So one day, this building could be owned by the Master. The next day, the next hour, the next week, the next month, that could change hands 762,000 times and no one bat an eye. So it's a very hierarchical structure. Below the Archdemons, there's Tier 8s and Tier 7s below them, and so on and so forth. Is that making sense, guys? Somewhat, yeah. Okay. At this point, real quick, I will take a, two questions from you, Chris, on your top two questions you have. Honestly, I don't really have questions right now. I might have questions at the end. Okay. Mason, do you have any questions, or does this make sense to you? Um, no, that's making sense. I am struggling okay. to track, but it yeah, has nothing to do with it. we've all got outside distractions in our own brain. I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, at the end of the day, the Everblack is where all evil and chaotic souls used to go before it was sealed off. Now that it's been sealed off, all souls go to the ancestral plane, and they do whatever they do when souls go there. We haven't been there, so we don't know those things yet. So, guys, if you want to know, find a way to the ancestral plane. <laughs> Long story short, y'all are in the Everblack. Y'all are in hell. What is going to happen and what is going to take place? I do not quite know all of the events yet. We, along with our favorite storytellers, the Dice, are going to find out. Now, on to what happened, what Chris Dare and the rest of the group is feeling. Chris Dare, you feel two major changes happen. The first and the most critical is you feel a dramatic drop in your connection to the sea. Your druidic side is definitely less connected, but it also feels weaker. You don't feel the inherent connection to Soraya that you used to. Hey, how you feeling? The other side of things that you're feeling. Now, this you're feeling all this as you're starting to like come to in your own presence and in your own being, right? You got knocked unconscious for who knows how long. But your physical side, your body feels like it's stronger if that makes sense whereas your spirit your spiritual side the connection to Soraya your druidic powers feel weaker your body feels stronger there you go take it easy this guys for those of you listening at home and keeping track when Chris there died he was a level 9 druid now we actually switched him over to the advanced 5th edition level-up system done by EN Publishing. We switched him over to a 3rd level Druid and a 6th level Martial class. For those of you keeping track at home, because I know there's a couple of you. <laughs> this is to reflect that change. That way it doesn't startle you guys in, out there in the audience. But Chris, there you feel these changes 
And then your mind sharpens up and you start to get back your vision. Now that you know your hearing's come back because you're hearing grip shank in the background. Hey, there you go. Can you see me? Your vision starts to come back at that time. And you do see Gripshank right there. Yeah, you haven't been able to see for a while. Don't sit up too fast. Take it easy. Now, do a real quick perception check for me, Chris Terry. So, that's a 10. <laughs> because my perception is a plus 8 and I got a 2. <laughs> so your uh, your vision's not back as much as you thought it was. You see that in this wooden structure with you, <laughs> you can tell it's wood because your fingertips are telling you. But it's you. You see Gripshank. You can tell there's a figure on the other side of him, and you can see. A dozen other figures alongside of you. Yeah, take it nice and slow. Don't stand up too fast. It's been a long time. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. He walked away. He walked away from the camera, so I'm assuming he's doing something. Uh, yeah, he's gonna log out and log back in. All good. So basically, it seemed like it cut out in the middle of you speaking, yeah, and it was right around the point Kate that you were kind of talking about my so vision kind of being there and kind of not being there, and then I see one. some sort of form, and then 12 other little forms, I think you said. So you see, you do see a form on the other side of Gripshank. And then you see 12 other identifiable-ish forms. But it, they're really hard to identify because your vision's not back yet. Not at all. But you can, you can see that they're there and you can identify them. As being humanoid. Mm -hmm. But you can very clearly see Gripshank. That is very, very clear to you. And you can identify him as Gripshank. Because in this, like I described earlier, in this plane, everything appears muted. However, Gripshank is still his same color that you saw on the material plane. As, of course, Christair starts to come to and realize uh, he's not dead. Definitely a little bit of a uh, startle at first. <gasps> <gasps> Dave, 
There you go, nice and slow. What the? Gripshank, is that you? Huh? What? Who are you talking to? Turn around. Oh, uh. Yeah, um. This is, uh. His name's Babu. <laughs> Babu? Who in the great beyond is Babu? Well, I don't know much about who he is. Uh, I don't think he's going to be speaking anytime soon. Uh, in fact, up until now, he wasn't able to see or hear or walk. And uh, he's standing and he can hear me. I don't think he's got his sight back yet, though. How you feeling, Babu? Not well, but better than I have in a long time. Go ahead and roll a perception check for Babu. Uh, 13 perception. So, uh... You can see better than Cristero. What, what is his uh, physical appearance <laughs> like? The same you can, in fact, see Cristero on the other side of Gripshank, because you're taller yeah. than Gripshank. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you'll have... Yeah, so Chris, there you will have a. Uh, uh, excuse me, I got the Babu. The beer burps. Babu is perfectly back. Chris, there you will have a goblin approach you. Hundred percent back and, to normal. Uh, he's walking s- slowly, almost like he hasn't done it in a while. He's clearly very stiff. Uh, he's groaning a, a little bit as he moves. He extends his hand towards you and he says, Hello, my name is Bobby. <laughs> Why'd it have to be another goblin? Uh, I, um, I have, uh, I've known of you for quite some time. Uh, unfortunately, I have kept myself from you. Then why introduce yourself now? Uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, he hasn't been able to speak or see or hear or walk in a long time. He was, uh, he was, uh, basically just a blob of goblin in my knapsack that I was always carrying around. You saying he was a bloblin? Yeah, yes, uh, Babu the Bloblin Goblin. <laughs> the Blob Goblin. Babu the Bloblin Goblin Wizard? Yeah, Babu the Bloblin Goblin Wizard. You've heard of hobgoblins. This is a blobgoblin. Sounds like a great bartender. <laughs> Recently restored. Uh, no more blobgoblins. <laughs> okay, so so jo- jokes aside, Babu stammers a little bit. Grimshake answers for him. He tells you, it is actually my quest to restore Justice Powers. Yeah, uh, we don't know that we're restoring powers to her. We just we just know that we were supposed to transfer your powers to her. Yes, thank you, Gripshake. All I know... Oh, my head. Where is Justa? What happened? Where is that damned wraith? Yes, um, the other elf, correct? Yes, the other Silver Moon. Oh, yeah, she's uh right over there. 
and Bob who turns and he points very indiscriminately, very unhelpful. He's very lazy. Chris Stare, roll a perception check. That's a 15. He pointed towards elves. You can identify that they are elves down that way. Is he struggling to stand? Krishner? Yeah. Krishner hasn't tried. Would that be uh, would that be in athletics to try and stand? Sure. Alright. Krishner is going to near almost hunched over. He's been wheezing and coughing and sputtering for the last minute. He is going to try and under his own weight, stand up. That is a 6 plus 4, a 10. I'm going to need uh, Gripshank and Babu to roll dexterity saving throws for me. Uh, if uh, Babu is, if, if he's clearly struggling, Babu is going to help him out magically. Oh, okay. So you're actually going to stop him from falling. Good. As as you're trying to stand, Babu uh, spreads his fingers wide and places his hands palm to palm and then clasps his hands, brings his hands in towards his chest and then stretches his hand, his open palms towards you. He opens his hands and opens his palms towards you and you begin to levitate. <laughs> <laughs> What the? Why am Why are my feet off the yeah, ground? Take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. What are you doing? I'm sorry, I did not mean to lift you that high. Get me down! I'll set you back down. You will very gently, very easily, uh, your feet will come back in contact with the ground. As Chris Darius sat down, standing, he will fall to his knees in shock and awe. That he was just levitated. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I was only trying to help. I don't need goblins' help. <laughs> You're gonna need somebody's help down here, bud. What do you mean by that? Listen. I appreciate your uh, ambition, but uh, if you die here, you're stuck here, okay? I don't have anywhere else to take you. This is my home, and that's just kind of the rules here. If you die here, somebody claims you. You don't go back. What's the point? I failed. I failed to make it home. I failed. To get Justa back to Sindistarin. The Lagosin are taking over. It's only a matter of days before they have the dwarves. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, yeah, time doesn't work like that. We didn't go into another room. We went into another realm. Uh, so there's some... Uh, some it, it doesn't exactly... It's not a one-to-one -one ratio, you understand? Um, I can get you back. I can get Justin back. Uh, it's just gonna, it's gonna be tough. Uh, I gotta pull some strings and, uh, draw some favors, but, uh, I think I can get us back. Why am I here? What is guiding me? I feel lost. Uh, 
uh, yeah, yeah. See, that's kind of the thing. You're here because you're not being guided. Yeah, you feel that. I know you feel like you're a little disconnect right now. It's very common. I'm sure Bobby was feeling the same thing. Yeah, you're not being guided. That's why you're here. Uh, I guess <laughs> I'm your guide. <laughs> so uh, maybe you don't want a, a goblin's help, but uh, you're going to need my help. Can you get me to Justa? Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Can you can you stand up without a goblin's help? I can try. All right, well, take your time. Uh, like I said, it's not one-to-one. Okay, so a little while later, Chris Dare is actually able to get his feet under him. And one of the first things you notice is there is a slight rocking to this room, almost like you're on some kind of body of water. Or some, like you would be on, you were in the ocean, you're still in the ocean. That's how it feels. Where are we, Gripshank? Why does this feel like the sea? Uh, it feels like the sea to you, because that's the last place you were uh, before you died. Bobby probably feels like he's still in a sack. Uh, to me, it's just, you know, uh, I'm used to this. I've died uh, a couple dozen times at this point. I don't know if it's permanent. I, I, I can't relate to you, but uh, that's why you feel this way. Here's where Babu even realizes, no, there's actually some rocking going on to this room. Gripshake is absolutely right. When people die, they still feel the last sensations they were feeling and that kind of thing. However, even Babu is feeling the slight rock of water travel. No, wait, Gripshake. I feel it too. Uh, okay. Gripshank will uh, slowly descend back down onto the ground, and he'll, like, almost immediately start to lose balance. Oh, oh, wow. Um, I, yeah. Um, we might not be where I wanted the, us to be. The door to the room you're in opens. And at the door... You see, because by now your vision's fully back, so you don't have to roll for this or anything like that. This has been enough time that you guys have your legs beneath you. You can see you're back to normal. Normal enough. Yeah, right. Normal enough. You see a figure that, at first glance, you thought it was Edgar. Edgar? Is that you? His eyes flash red. A bright red. And he looks at you. <laughs> looks like I got my glaive back. Down here. Come with me, boys. Uh, who the fuck is that? A friend. And yes, you do see Edgar's glaive in his hand. Shining bright red. Like it did during the fight when it was fully charged. What have you done, Edgar? <laughs> Lived out my potential. And as he turns around to leave and give you the f come here motion again, you can see he actually has wings, demonic wings that look like grip shanks, except his size. Where did you get those wings? <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't want to know. Talk about character development. And then he escorts you guys up three flights of stairs. Where you see you guys are on a ship. You see skeletons, demons, and other various undead and demonic-looking bastards, some of which, there's a chance, might know Gripshank, aboard a ship, and they are manning the sails and keeping everything moving. What kind of sacrilege is this? I'm on a ship, uh, but I feel nothing. Soraya is gone. Uh, yeah, this is definitely not where I wanted us to be. What kind of crew is this? Um, a demon crew. You hear a voice from behind you. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yes. And your ship and your crew belonged to me. I told you that when we first met. <laughs> Chris there is going to turn around quite hostile. I figured he would turn around. You turn around and you see a human with a pirate's hat on, very wispy hair, and it looks like his um looks like his skin is textured and he lifts his cl- a clawed hand at you and says as I said you're mine boy I killed you therefore you belong here now welcome aboard and he throws a mop at you now it's time for you to do your part then you can start Real quick, before you continue with your dialogue, when he throws the mop, it startles Babu, and he immediately uh, sends his orb over Christair. <laughs> the mop hits the orb and falls to the ground. Hey, you gonna take that from him? Whoa, Gripsink, remember, we're stuck here if we die here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a point. All eyes are on Christair. <laughs> is very much trying to figure out what to do. And he, in the end, decides it's best to at least go along with it for now in this new place he doesn't know. And he does decide to grab the implement and start uh, swabbing the deck, basically, which is what I guess it's coming down to. Basically, yes. <laughs> he told you to to mop up the floor, to mop the to mop the deck. So yes, you will start doing that. The captain starts laughing maniacally. <laughs> Good. I knew I'd break you. Now we're almost to port. The lady True Lane is gonna be so happy that you are broken before I sell you. Well, he's gonna regret saying that. <laughs> Damn straight, because we all know Chris Stair. Chris Stair's not that broken. Chris Stair's not broken, he's just humble. That's all. Biding his time. <laughs> For the moment. Now, as Chris Stair is, you know, mopping, 
Is he recognizing anyone else in the crew? You know, he, he thinks he recognizes Edgar with the wings. Is anyone else being recognized? Everyone here looks like the crew. There's a few you don't recognize, but most of those are a little more skeletal and a little more aged than your crew was. Basically, you can tell the difference between the new people and the people who've been here for a minute. As Christera is mopping, he wants to try and see if he can find Bjorn, Tiny, and Farron. Okay, you do. However, Bjorn is tied to the, um, the guidepost, struggling against his chains, but he's tied to the, uh, that frontal iconography that, that all ships have. So he's the figurehead? Yeah, he's the figurehead. Yeah, he, he's tied as the figurehead. He's the ram's head. Except it's a Bjorn head. Not just his head, his whole body. Yeah, but he's what they ram other ships with. Correct. <laughs> Smart, I mean. <laughs> his arms are broken and bent backwards, and he's still trying to fight against it. His feet are nailed to the ship, and he's trying to fight against it. He's shackled arms and legs and middle of his torso. Like, he put up a fight to get to where he's at, but he's stuck now. They tamed the beast. You see two other imps that look very much like Gripshank carry large sticks, what appear to be sticks, over. They twist the handle and draw out a pointed blade and stab him and start laughing. And then they do it again and start laughing again. <laughs> and you hear Bjorn just go... <laughs> you see tied to the sails, as the sails, that it's made of flesh. Some of it identifiable, some of it not. You can see the different races of Hybridia having been made into these sails. You do see Farron. He's getting electrocuted to do what he's being told to do, and everyone is being forced into work. You're aboard the Ship of the Damned. On the other side, you see that, that you're on a river. The river is a murky blue-gray, and it looks like it's got things in the water. Not below the surface, on top, and they are reaching at the boat trying to scratch and climb up the boat, but they can't stay up for very long before they fall back down. So basically the river sticks. And in the far distance, past the figurehead of Bjorn, <laughs> you see a city on the right-hand side. Not so much a city in the way you think of it. It's a dock, and there are buildings, but that's all that's identifiable as a city. It... <sighs> It's not levitating, but there's seemingly no roads or any way to connect the buildings. The buildings just kind of exist there in midair, maybe about 30 feet up. The only way up is to dock at the dock and take a shaft up to the building closest. They're docking on that dock. On board walks a single beautiful, beautiful demon. 20 out of 10. You guys from the material are immediately drawn to her. The captain goes up to her and says, Welcome aboard, Lady Trulane. What a pleasant surprise. I was expecting to see you later this evening. Not so soon. She gives him a look, points her finger at him, and he is now shackled to the main post and gagged. She then walks up 
to him, stares him straight in his eyes, and caresses his face with a claw and says, Ah, dear, sweet Jonathan, you thought, and that is your problem. (laughs) You and your crew of the damned serve at my leisure. You bring me the souls, and I do with them as my clients wish. Now, Gripshank, you do recognize her. Gripshank, do you recognize her? Oh, yeah. That is uh, Lady Trulane. The Everblack here, the reason it's called the Everblack is because it's ever-changing, but also ever-black. Despite the changes, despite the ever-changing domains, and those in charge of those domains, it is always black. Lady Trulane, on the other hand, don't ask me how she does it. She always has this city, and it is always under her control. Now, the city changes locations, just like everything else in the Everblack, but she maintains the condition of her city, no matter where in the Everblack it is at any one time. On the bright side, I have been here. I did not want us to come here, but I have been here. I'm not panicking yet. And now that she mentions what you guys are on, Grimshank, you know what this ship is. This is the ship of the damned. Her city is the city of lost souls. That poor bastard, uh, among countless others before him, goes out and brings her souls to her city. And uh, so I'm supposing that is where we are, because uh, it goes without saying, Christair, you don't belong here. You're lost. As I said, you're not being guided anymore. Where is Justa? That's a DM question. That's a question that's going to be left in the ether for a moment. She is on board. She is on board. True Lane looks around and sees how easily some of the crew of the Kariah were corrupted and contorted, such as Edgar. Because you, you see so many of them have started to gain minor demonic properties because of the life they led. You were actually in a prison. They were not good people. You were in a High security prison with an anti-magic field. They were not good people on either side. The only difference between who was on which side of that gate was a paycheck. So they've already started to corrupt in many ways. Now, you do hear Lady Trulane. She's continuing to talk to Captain Jonathan here and says, Hang on, I... And she sniffs the air. I smell materia. Oh, no. I smell blood? Shit, 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 shit. Who could be alive in the Everplank? Where, dear Jonathan, did you get these souls? Listen, Silvermoon, you do what she says, you understand me? We're stuck here. She can do whatever she wants with you. And you hear her chuckling to herself. (laughs) Ah. She rubs her hands together, and you see like a purple dust come out of her hands. She kneels down and touches the ship. And that purple dust fuses with the ship and starts waving around towards every humanoid on this ship 
Babu and Christaire. I need you guys to make, mm, let's see, charisma saving throws. That is a seven on the die, and I know I have a negative one, so that is going to be a six. 18 plus three is... Babu, you're fine. Babu is fine. Babu passes. Barely, but Babu passes. <laughs> the DC was a 21. I did not know Chris Dare had a negative one. Yeah. But guys, she's a seventh tier demon. This is essentially like a CR 18 or 19 entity. I kind of figured. It, yeah. No, she, she's she's a named demon. <laughs> but, Chris Dare, you see these purple line of particulates of dust head up to you. They go into your foot and come out of your nose. And your eyes glaze over with a pale, with like a lavender color. That pale purple. You find some of them don't resist it. <sighs> and you start walking towards her. Babu, you can see several others are doing the same thing. As she's surrounded by, say, right around 20 humanoids, she kisses Jonathan on the cheek that she caressed and says, Ah, thank you for this, for the freshness of these poor. <laughs> I guess they would consider themselves unfortunate souls of the lost. Just had to go there. And she just wraps her finger in a circle and points off the ship. And all of you who are enchanted walk right off the ship. Down the gangplank, not off the ship into the water. And yes, I had to make a poor unfortunate souls reference. You knew it was coming. Yes. Now, what is Babu doing as all of this is happening? <laughs> um, Gripsick. What's happening? Where are they going? Shut up, Babu. You'll see. Just be glad it's not what you're not one of them. After the Lady Trulane walks off the ship, you see Captain Jonathan dissolve. Yeah, as I said, many before you. His hat starts floating around, trying to find a new caretaker. It's looking for who's most worthy. I need Babu to roll an intelligence saving throw. Plus eight. Mm. What's up, wizards? Mm. Uh, then I roll a three. <laughs> okay. So your number is 11, yes? All right. I'm going to roll a d20. If I am within two of 11, that's 9 to 12. No, 9 to 13. So 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. It picks Babu. Okay. 25% chance. Outside of that, it picks somebody else. Another ball bastard. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Roll 11. Fuck. It rolled a 12. Yep, well, there you go. The hat starts flying straight for Babu. Babu's going to throw Babu, I was going to say, I will give you a single reaction <laughs> of some kind. Throwing up my orb. Okay. How much health does your orb have? 16. Okay. When it hits... Oh, well, actually, uh... Uh, I just used up all my orb back on the back. Oh shit! You have no. You got you got a long rest. You were unconscious. Okay, okay that was my question. Okay, cool. Yeah, so sixteen. Yes. So you sixteen. Okay. Well, no, the broom took one. The broom took one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fifteen. 
15. All right. I'm rolling 2d8s plus 2. Okay. Should be good. That's a 6 plus 2 is 8. Sweet. It batters at you and, and it does 8 damage, taking 8 to itself. Okay. It then backs up and uh, it looks like it's looking around. His hat just pivots in a 360. So now I'm going to roll again. Is it going to go after Babu again? Do I need to roll another save? Nope. Same save. You've already got your 11. It rolled a 19, so it it goes away from Babu. It's like, yep, too hard. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> yep. Are you noticing a pattern here with the demons? <laughs> they don't try too hard. They try just hard enough. Yep. Grip shakes the same way. And the hat finds Edgar and lands on Edgar's head. Oh, wonderful. Because that's better. <laughs> yeah. And, and Edgar... <laughs> yeah. Make a charisma save, Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's not I getting say, a Edgar save. Edgar would immediately fail that save on <laughs> he purpose. He doesn't even get one. <laughs> well, considering he rolled an eight, he wants it. So the hat, the hat lands on his head, and you just see him transform from this half demon that he was. He is now a full orcish-looking demon, not a demonic-looking orc. He's an orcish-looking demon. <laughs> Man, and I reiterate, talk about character development. <laughs> Edgar is now a tier three demon. All right, moving on up, Edgar. Went from making fart jokes in episode three or four <laughs> to, to a tier three demon <laughs> in episode three. Hey, look yeah. at that! Yeah. And this is all while Chris is being walked away. The glaive transforms <laughs> alongside of it. It becomes its full power. He, he technically is tier 4 demon because of the glaive. The power of bullshit compels you. The power of bullshit compels you. <laughs> uh, okay, so Gripshank, you and Babu just got attacked by this hat. And now you're glad the hat didn't land on Babu. Hashtag no rolling new characters. <laughs> Not again. Oh, God. <laughs> Y'all gotta do something, because this ship's about to take off, take back off. Edgar is now ordering people around to leave the dock. Would uh, 90 feet get me off of the ship? Yes. Okay. Um, and it would get you totally caught back up to Christaire. Yeah, so Christaire walked off the ship, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, is it cool if I just run? Or do I need to do? Is it obvious that I need to pull a trick out of my sleeve? You might have a chance. You might not. If you're trying to be stealthy about it, you're going to have to roll a stealth check. Well, no, but I, I, there's nothing stealthy would, about this, buffer. <laughs> then just do it, and let's see All what right. they, how they react. Uh, I want to guess. <laughs> I want to guess thunderstep and take okay. uh, and, <laughs> and take grip shank with me. Okay. Alright, so uh, you teleport yourself to an unoccupied space. You can see within range immediately after you disappear a thunderous boom sounds and each creature within 10 feet of the space uh, must make uh, a con save, 3d10 thunder damage. Uh, it can be heard of, uh, from up to 300 feet away. Uh, you can bring along objects as long as their weight doesn't exceed. You can teleport one willing creature of your size or smaller who is carrying gear up to its competitive Yeah, so they must be within 5 feet of you. Yeah, so I'm going... Yeah, 90 feet towards Christaire. 
Okay. So a thunderous boom as you're casting this is heard throughout the Everblack in this area. It's a little bit echoey, but you expected that, right? Babu knows how this spell works. You do some damage to the people around you, but you don't care because you're getting your shit off the fucking boat. <laughs> you land in the, in the vicinity of Christair's crew, the group of people who were um, entranced and being taken and escorted by the Lady uh, True Lane. Lady True Lane turns around, looks at the ship, scoffs. <laughs> well, that's the new captain's problem. Turns away and walks away and continues until you guys get to a, a shaft. This shaft looks like 200, 300 feet high and is made of bone. In fact, the platform you're about to stand on is the color of bone, but doesn't look like any bone from anything you've ever seen. Lady Trulane motions for all of you to get on the platform. Chris Dare, you do this without, without question. And Gripshank, you feel yourself get plucked off of uh, Babu's shoulder. Babu, did you board the ship? Did you board the the thing with the rest? No, I was going to try to sh- shake Christaire out of it. So, uh, I mean, I'm following Christaire. Christaire hopped on, I hopped on, I guess. Okay. Hesitantly. You haven't been able to get close enough to Christaire to quite touch him yet. You will be able to on this trip up, though. But, Gripshank, you feel yourself get plucked and lifted up, and you get spun around. And you are now face-to-face with Lady Trulane. <laughs> what do we have here? Ah, you know who I am. Oh, I'm well aware who you are. The question is, why? Last I knew, the Master had banished you to the Material Plane. Uh, yeah, and now here I am, looking at you. <laughs> yes, that's my question. Now, should I tell the Master you're back? Or do you wish to explain why you're back to me? Yeah, um, Giving you the choice of lesser of two evils. <laughs> look, lady, I know how you work. You know how I work. I'm a lesser demon. I'm a, I'm a slave to your whims and everyone else's whims above me. You're going to do what you want to do with me. Okay, look. You want me to be totally honest? I don't know what came over me, okay? Uh, but I... I don't know, the elf died, and I couldn't let him come here alone, alright? I don't know. I can't explain it to you. Something took over me. So here I am. Are you happy now? I admitted it. Quite. You had better stay away from the master. You know how he gets when you fail. Keep your voice down, keep your voice down. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. Oh, we are not in the master's territory right now. Sweet child. People everywhere. He's got people everywhere. Ah, yes. As I'm well aware, I was one of his people at one point. In fact, that was just yesterday. Today, it's Sonara. Sonara is is the boss today. Yeah, what she got you up to? (laughs) Well, you'll find out soon enough. 
and she puts you on her shoulder, and you're shackled to her shoulder like a parrot. Listen, Julian, just because the master's not your boss today, that doesn't mean he's going to be happy with you taking me. I'm his, and you know it. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. However, what's mine is mine. Is that not the way of Solanara? I can't keep up with your way, her way, his way. Ah, I don't expect a maggot like yourself to understand these things. However, I was merely buckling you up for the ride, Buttercup, as she just starts flying straight up as fast as she can, and she's 12 times faster than you are. He's screaming in terror. <laughs> exactly. Exactly <laughs> why she chained you. Buckle up, Buttercup. Come on, Gripshank, give us a scream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that is what Chris Dare hears. Chris Dare, because of that sound, and because Babu is actively trying to shake your leg, because Babu finally weaseled his way over there, um, I need you to roll me a charisma saving throw with advantage. Thank goodness for the advantage. It was a natural one if not. <laughs> What'd you get? But it's a 13, so minus 1, so a 12. Mm. Babu, you're going to have to try harder than that. But at least it wasn't a negative we'll 1. It wasn't a 0. It would have yeah, been a 0, you're I right. Thought it was a it would have been a nat 1 and a minus 1, so 0. Yeah, that's way better. Because <laughs> if you ever do get a 0 on this check, you're stuck. Until she lets you go. However, these guys do get another chance. The Lady Trulane lands on a platform, in front of a heart-shaped door. And she opens the gate for the elevator, for lack of a better term, turns around, claps, snaps, and points at the door. Two minor demons come out, come out of seemingly nowhere. Chris Dare, you're seeing all of this, and you're remembering all of this. You will remember everything you see. You're just not able to interact. Got it. Yeah, it makes sense. So these these demons come out, they open the doors, and inside you see a pit of velvet pink. And in the middle, meditating, you see another succubi-looking demon. In fact, there are three of them sitting back in a triangle, back, back to back to back, right? And they're rotating. Lady Trulane enters. Brings you guys in. The doors close behind you. And the Lady Trulane says, Why, hello there, Solandara. It's a pleasure to meet the three of you. Once more, I have souls, as you have desired. You said you needed 20 new souls. I've got 20 fresh souls. Thanks to the late... Captain Jonathan and his ship of the dam. Oh, no, no, no. There is no rest where he is. Yeah, it was a joke, you blood-sucking bitch. Well, what do we have here? As you see the three succubi form into a single succubi who is larger and more beautiful than um, Lady Trulane. Whoa! Ah. Yes, the poor souls 
here shall become my new... And she looks around at the people, notices they're all males, except one, and says, <laughs> my new pets. And she just walks around the circle of them, plucks the girl out, and... Hey, uh, listen, I know, I know you don't care, but I just gotta warn you, that's not, I'm telling you, don't mess with that one. Good choice, because that one was, in fact, um... Justin. I figured two yep, when he I said figured. one female. I figured Gripshank would know. But uh-huh. not Christera would know. She looks at this. Oh no, Christera would identify it at this point. Okay. Right. But Christera can't do anything about it yet. Solandara pulls her out and says, Ah. Is she the one the master's looking for? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. She will become my new pet. She snaps her fingers, taps her on the forehead, and Justa is now polymorphed into a um, into a python. And she lets the python coil around her and says, that ought to slow him down. Listen, you know you pissed the best off. But lest you forget, the master is after her because that is his patron's wish. You are messing with the wrong elf. I'm telling you now. Come on, say it. Say the line. Say the line, Gripshank. <laughs> Don't fuck with the silver moon. There we go. Chris Dare. Roll a charisma saving throw with advantage one more time. After, of course, we all pray to the dice gods that they tell the right story this time. Or at least the one we want. That's a 17. Fuck yes, you broke out at that line. You wake up as you hear Gripshank say, Don't fuck with a silver moon. I'm going to give you a reaction. You saw Justa get transformed into a python. In fact, what you saw was her head. The rest of her body was was already transformed. You see her head as she transforms into a python. Care to make a reaction? Honestly, Chris Dare is going to kind of mimic the glazed overness of if he was still under the trance. Because he knows this person will wreck him. And at least he knows just as alive. And now is something that is craved here for some reason or another. Something that people want. So it's going to be in their best interest to keep her alive. Which is a good thing for him. In some sick way we all want the same thing. (laughs) Maybe for completely different reasons. But at least you have the same motivations of your uh, oppressors. Either way (laughs) Christera is going to not do anything because he knows he is gravely outnumbered and outpowered. Okay. Am I sensing some temperance from Christina Silverman? You are sensing hesitation. Talk about yes, character development. We have, have we're having a lot of development. Right. We're having a lot of character development here. This is amazing. 
Grip Shake does actually have friends. <laughs> I know, right? Chris, 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 Chris Dare is actually practicing some patience. Edgar went from making fart jokes to a third tier, fourth tier demon. They're going to find some place in hell to get <laughs> BFF tattoos on their arms. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> The tattoo parlor's next door, it's fine. <laughs> best friends for best fiends forever. <laughs> best friends for never. Best fiends. Yeah, best fiends forever. Did you hear that, best fiends? We would uh, happily accept your sponsorship. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have an entire group that's in hell. Best Fiends makes perfect sense. Great A marketing right there, guys. Please keep that in the freaking final cut. Oh, it's, oh it's being kept in. <laughs> it's being kept in. That's fine. But, anywho. So, Christaire is just going to play along? Is that what I heard? At least for now. But he's definitely going to be keeping himself quite aware. And he's going to really be kind of watching her movements, and her mannerisms. Solandara takes and starts levitating each of the 20 of you up. Christair, roll a perception check for me. That's a 22. With your 22, you see a set of pods emerging from the roof and opening as you're being levitated and flipped upside down towards them. You're also magically made shirtless, and they remove everything except for your underbridges. Just your clothes start flying off as you're flying around, as you're flying up there and flipped upside down. And you're put into this pod upside down, and it starts to close around you. I'm going to give you a reaction. I don't have anything on me. You have your stuff, just not your clothes. You have all your gear, you just don't By have your clothes. Did I see, like, did this happen before me, and I would have been paying attention to what might have happened to the others going through whatever I'm about to go through. Yeah, same thing's happening but to did it, like, did it already happen to some, and I saw the full process, or anything? No. No, it, it's all happening simultaneously. Okay. Um, alrighty. Is Gripshank still around that I can see? Mm-hmm. And Babu... And Babu. Babu was not moved. So Babu is still downstairs? Babu is still down on the bottom. Yeah, Babu is uh, running his little leg yeah. to try to get up to you. But no, he's levitating. He got levitated. Oh, okay. And he's headed towards a pod. Did I miss something? So, Chris Stair is being levitated and flipped upside down. He was stripped of everything but his skivvies and his gear, and is about to be shoved into this pod through magical levitation. Magical levitation through uh, Solandara. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Babu was the only one not affected. So, I am going to use one of my new martial skills. Okay. Alright. And I am going to go with Quick Draw to pull my bow and loose an energy arrow at the succubus. Or, or, uh, hang on, hang on. Not at the succubus, but definitely, like, 
the pod. Because I'm guessing, like, I'm in the pod. Okay, you're going to shoot the but pod. But I'm not completely to. enclosed. So I'm going to basically blow it open. Correct. That's basically where you're at. Is if you shoot the pod, you're better off than if you were to attack the succubi. Either of the two yeah, succubi. I, know. I, I realize that would be better off. Uh huh. <laughs> Good choice. You want to fight a tier seven no. and a tier eight? No, 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 no. First day in hell. Let's fight high levels. So. Can I do two at once on the maneuvers or no? Uh, you're using a reaction to create an attack, yes. correct? I was basically going to do quick draw and I was going to quick draw a double shot. In this case, yes. Okay, so that's going to be. I will let that happen, but you're using up those all those points, so I will let that stack. That's going to be three points out of it. Okay. I'll Perfect. mark it up top and then I'll do it. All right, roll that attack. All righty. That attack is a nat 20. Seriously? Oh. Did you just get retribution? It would it would have just caused me to die. Man, I wish you'd attack the succubus. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the succubus would have. So that's D8 for the bow. 2D8. 2D8. You shot tw- two arrows, you do an extra t- damage die. Right, and then if I remember correctly, there's also special damage that's going because it's the Silver Moon bow. Not at this point, because this is not an attack action. This okay. is a this is a reaction. It's an abilities reaction type of deal. You're not pulling it full charge. Essentially. Okay. And is this going to count my damage modifiers? Yes. That is a twelve on the die between the two d eights. Okay. And Gene, to be honest, taking forever to load my sheet. Let's call it a three. So plus three, that's <laughs> fifteen. Fifteen damage to no, blow the pot. Try again. Huh? Try again. You forgot to double your twelve. Oh, right. Uh, twenty-four. <laughs> so twenty-four. Plus six or plus three? Plus three. Plus three. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven to bust the pot. Twenty-seven. Well, considering this was just a demonic conversion pod, yeah, you destroy it. You quickly pull your bow around, pull back, launch two real quick, real quick arrows, and flash of radiant light blasts out. And the focus she had on keeping you levitated stops, and you immediately start falling. Acrobatics to land. I will let you do that to negate an additional d6 of falling damage. Yes, but you were 40 feet in the air. So, you're still going to take 2d6. Um, so... You said acrobatics? Acrobatics. That's a 16. You passed. So, you're only going to take 5 falling damage. Okay. But as you land, go ahead and describe how you land. Christair has shot off his arrows... Has his bow still out, but in between the fall and the arrow shot, it's around his back once again. So that way it's not in his hands. Mm-hmm. He lands with a roll and then immediately is looking for grip shank at the very least and is pretty much uh, ready to just about run out that door, basically. Run out the front entrance that they okay. came in. Those doors are closed currently. Then he's going to roll and then look around to see if there's an opening of somewhere to go. 
there are two other openings. There's a left and a right for you, aside from the one that you came in. Now, with that in mind, Babu, Mm -hmm. as these people start getting levitated because they were affected at one point in time by the trance dust, you were left behind. Mm -hmm. Both of these succubi look down at you. This is before all the Christair sh- shit starts happening. They uh, they look at you. The Lady True Lane says this one was unaffected. The question is, how? Solandara, your trance dust is keyed to your levitation, is it not? She nods. Well then, I vote we serpentine him as well. Doesn't that sound like fun? And they just start laughing. They hear the explosion, look up, see Christair falling, and Christair, you land right next to Babu. So Gripshank is in the area too, or Gripshank is not in the Gripshank area? Gripshank is 10 feet away from you. At this point, Christair rolls as he hits the ground, grabs Babu, and then shouts to Gripshank, left or right? And that's where we'll end our story tonight. <laughs> Welcome to the Everblack, bitches. <laughs> I dominate Eric, the world's shittiest DM. Shittiest or best? It gets a matter of opinion. <laughs> it's a matter of perception. <laughs> okay, fine. You roll perception check, Eric. No, the audience's perception. <laughs> all of y'all out there, what I need you to do is I need y'all to roll me a perception check and share us what you got on your uh, perception check with your latest character on our post, wherever you hear this, and just let us know what you got, and I'll let you know what y'all find out. In the meantime, if you're enjoying the show, you can uh, head on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Tales. You can also check us out over on instagram or tiktok even we have a tiktok where we share all the clips of our sneak peeks and our new releases are over there on tiktok as well as instagram we do all kinds of stuff over on instagram but just look for at hebtales that's h-e-b-t-a-l-e-s you can also hit us up on email that's hebtales at gmail.com we're always looking forward to hearing from you guys and last but certainly not least if you are enjoying the show and you want to hear us live and hear all the things that we may end up cutting at the, at the edited version head on over to patreon.com slash tales join us over there support us over there and we will actually send you guys audience links to come join us live as we're recording so you can listen to all the shenanigans and the hoot nanny and enjoy the show live in the meantime in between time guys don't forget to elevate your game